Welcome to Blooming, a podcast by 20-somethings for 20-somethings, navigating how to grow up. I'm Tessa. And I'm Britt. And we'll be your co-hosts. This week, we are talking to the lovely Sarah Cumming about her journey to finding purpose in her 20s with a side of how to be an A-plus plant mum. As a new plant mum over here, I'm very much looking forward to this chat. We'll also give you our adulting wins and fails from the week and of course to finish it off with our adulting 101 resources. But before we jump into it, how has your week been? Well, firstly, how are we at episode 10? Like time flies when you're having fun, right? <laughs> um, I also just wanted to say a big thank you to everyone for all the support on last week's episode. I was an absolute nervous wreck when we launched and definitely had cold feet, but I had nothing to worry about and I really appreciate your messages. Um, funnily enough, the day after we recorded, I went to my gynecologist, like I see her every couple of months or so, and she goes to me, look, I'm giving you three months to go hard at this pain management thing. And if we can't get it under control, we really need to talk about surgery. And I was like, <laughs> funny rest, you say that. <laughs> rest in peace. <laughs> All good. I also want to share some feedback we had from a listener who I'm going to keep anonymous about our friendship breakup episode. She said, I'm going through a friendship breakup at the moment and your podcast just lifted a weight off my chest. All the feels. This literally made our days, obviously not the friendship breakup, but the fact that our content is resonating with our buds and we are helping our community. Yeah, so nice. Other than that, my week has been good. Finally getting back into the routine post-holidays. I know I took my time. I also want to ask you a random question. If you make a pizza at <laughs> Straight home... Straight up. <laughs> yeah, okay. If you make a pizza at home... What order do you put the ingredients on? Like, where does the cheese come? Because I was making homemade pizzas this week and some people had questionable choices. Let's just say that. Is this like to settle a home dispute or something? It might be, potentially. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, pizza sauce on the bottom, obviously, and cheese goes on last. Like, obviously, I don't... Where else would you put it? See, that's what my answer would be, right? But some people put like the tomato base or the barbecue sauce base, whatever base you have, and then put cheese and then their toppings and then cook it that way or like put a little bit of extra cheese on top, right? That's so weird. I'm like, I've never heard that before, so no. Well, yeah, I was like, what the hell are you doing? some freaks in your household. I know, right? (laughs) But anyway, enough about me. How was your week? Well, my week started a little slow. You know, when you have those days where you just shouldn't have gotten out of bed yes (laughs) (laughs) I had one of those this week so I made my coffee I was like I'm just I was always in a rush in the morning to get out of the house and get to work um and I made my coffee and then I left it on the bench so I'm driving to work and I get to the point where I hit traffic and I go like went to have a sip of my coffee I wasn't there and I was like Mm, no no." (laughs) it's like do I turn around (laughs) for the coffee? Um, And then I told Lockie that I had left my coffee at home and I was really sad and he was very nice and transferred me $5 (laughs) to buy a coffee. So yes, lovely move by Lockie. And maybe it was because Valentine's Day was so low-key this year, (laughs) making up for it. Trying to get some brownie points. (laughs) Um, So I went into the cafe to get my replacement coffee and he put chai powder on the top of my cappuccino oh instead of what chocolate powder is that what that is sorry obviously don't drink coffee yeah (laughs) no sorry yes you're supposed to put like chocolate powder but um chai on top of coffee not good combo it was so foul and so I was just like I really shouldn't have tried today (laughs) you could have just taken it back but didn't want to be that person I didn't want to be that person yeah fair 
But anyway, my week ended well. I had the first of my friend's hens, which was so much fun. We went away to Byron and uh, went to a bunch of gin distilleries, which was great because I love gin. I'm a big gin fan. We all know how much I know about gin. (laughs) (laughs) And then we went to a long boozy dinner and yes, lots of cocktails were involved and I definitely paid for it the next day um, when I'd sobered up, of course, driving back from Byron as a hung dog millionaire. (laughs) So you could say you got wasty pants, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's it. And it was, yeah, it was just so nice to finally celebrate with her after her original hen's plans were cancelled last year because of COVID. And yeah, now it's only a few more weeks until the wedding and I'm just so very excited for them. All right, now it's time for our adulting wins and adulting fails from the week. Brit, what do you have for me? I'm back to the fails. Sad, sad face. face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will be the first to admit I'm not the best at maths. It's like just never been my strong point. And Quick maths, what's 15 times no, 100? No, no. <laughs> 150. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. This has on occasion gotten me into trouble when bargain hunting <laughs> for my weekly shop. Um, and this, yeah, so this was a perfect example. I saw this family pack of 20 ice creams for 19.99. Somehow my brain came to the conclusion that this was more economical than buying four different four pack boxes, which like I shop at Aldi, they're approximately like $3.50 each. Tisk tisk. When I got home, like you saw this giant box, <laughs> like it takes up most of our freezer. Um, and was like, question mark, and asked how much it was. And I said 20, like as if it was such a bargain. And he was like, again, question mark. And this is when I second guessed my economical conclusion <laughs> and I realized that I'd effed off. But anyway, we have lots of ice creams, which has also been bad because we've been eating dessert more often than usual, like I eat every night. Um, so yes, big fails all around for me, not being able to do basic math. At least it's a sweet fail, right? Right. See what I get there? Yeah. <laughs> also, I wanted to ask you a question about food. Do you bite or suck ice blocks or ice creams? Look, I feel like we're all about the food questions <laughs> this week. We're like not even that far into the app and we're on number two. Um, I 100% have to suck ice creams. My teeth are way too sensitive to bite. Like that's just not gonna happen why what do you do why i bite them i didn't realize this wasn't normal i was eating a cyclone oh my god isn't that an ice block yeah even worse bit of nostalgia for you all like i used to have them all the time in primary school yeah i did too then lucky was watching me and was shook that i was like nibbling away at it oh you've given me goosebumps (laughs) just thinking about that i'm literally my body is covered in goosebumps sucking takes way too long (laughs) (laughs) and you don't get enough in your oh my god (laughs) What are we talking about here, Brit? Sorry, this is sounding inappropriate. I really don't mean for it to. But, like, am I the weird one? Yes, Um, you are weird. I literally can't. Can we put up a poll this week? So please don't leave me alone out here. Anyone who bites or nibbles at the ice cream, let me know. Mm -mm. Anyway, back to the real segment topic. Do you have a win or fail this week? Um, Well, before we do that, I want to say... Okay, for like a real, my mom taught me this economical wise. If you're looking at food and comparing things on the labels, well, I know it calls them Woolworths. It tells you how oh, much per, per kilogram. kilogram. Yes. So just look at that instead of trying to do quick maths. 
Mm, thanks. You're thanks welcome. again, Kate Charters, for the tip. Mm. So after my string of fails, I feel like I had to bring a win. Like I've had a lot of fails in a row. And so it was just getting embarrassing at this point. <laughs> but my win is that after a weekend away, I unpacked my packing as soon as I got home, which Whoa. like never happens. So usually I just leave it all sitting miserably in my bag, neglected and forgotten about. And I'm also an overpacker. So when I say bag, I really mean bags. Mm. Um but this time I was like, nope, I want a clean space. And a clean space always makes me feel like I have a clear mind. So I unpacked everything in one go pretty much as soon as I got home, like did all my washing. I feel like it's such a win. I'm such an adult. Look at me go. <laughs> There's no stopping you. Today we'll be talking to Sarah Cumming, Managing Director of Newstead Restaurant, Evra. Sarah also does work with Total Fusion Newstead, which led her to becoming quite the yogi and is currently studying to become an instructor herself. She's also a green thumb with a particular knack for indoor plants. We're super excited to welcome Sarah today and talk to her about her journey down multiple career paths and finding mindfulness in her 20s. So Sarah and I have known each other since, what, 2013? Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I met Sarah because she started dating my ex-boyfriend straight <laughs> after me. Shout out to Darcy, lovely yep. bloke. Great guy. But yes, yeah, safe to say Sarah was not my biggest fan <laughs> when we first um, came across each hey, other. goes two ways. <laughs> Nobody loves an ex though, so fair game. But then Sarah came back into my life in 2018 through my now partner, Lockie. He was living with his best friend, Ben, who was dating Sarah and still is today. You might be thinking that's a bit of a tangle and that's exactly how we <laughs> felt at the time. Sarah and I have bonded over the years and still laugh about the funny path that brought us together. So Sarah, we're going to start today with the first question we ask all of our guests, which is what is an adulting win or fail you've had this week? Um, I'm going to go with a win and um, it's actually I was listening to blooming the other day and good I to was hear in, love a blooming shout out yeah i was like seriously hung over driving home from the car <laughs> and it was like it was the only thing getting me through this that, is what you need process. to post a photo on your story we want people to show us how they're listening you could have yeah. been like yeah, well, over. no we, no, don't, we don't want people exactly. to use their phone while they're oh, driving sorry Should i meant like pull over. over yes yes um, so yeah, I was, I guess I was inspired by your money saving hack, Brit, that, um, you, you prepare your meals and like lunches and stuff Yay. the week you, you bet you cook, um, big batches of, of food and then you have stuff for the week. Um, I live, I'm sorry, I work, um, in, in a city. <laughs> Does it feel so. like you live there sometimes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, it does. So I work in a city and we don't have a microwave. We don't have anything mm -hmm. like that in the office. Um, so it gets really expensive. So I have been actually cooking like two things at once, like some nights. Oh, no. And then I'll like... That's impressive. Yeah. That's way out of my skill set. I like to like full go master chef on myself. <laughs> I'll be like, I want to challenge myself tonight. I'm going to cook two meals. Oh I my God. Yeah, it's this, is, this is your pressure challenge. You've got one hour. Well, Ben will be like... 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i love that i feel like you've overtaken me in the organization of i feel like this could be a bougie on a budget segment with like sarah the master chef. Yeah. no <laughs> special no. guest it's, it's it's good fun because i genuinely enjoy cooking but um and she's yeah. really good at it no yes no no i'm just a basic home <laughs> home cook you're okay. like stop but keep going yeah so up like a truffle pizza with like caramelized onions and i'm like i just thought we were having homemade pizzas <laughs> anyway uh. 
Um, I digress. I feel like we should ask the pizza question here then too. Where do you put your cheese on your pizza? Bottom. Ooh. Bottom. What? See? Yeah. I told you there are some weirdos out there. Sorry. It actually goes bottom, then toppings, and then a little bit more on top. So but weird. if you're making pizzas, like, my mind is blown. If you're making like pizzas, like from I use like I have made lots of pizza dough as well. Oh, so, so you like, make the bases and everything. Well, Gosh, I told you, you're so out of my league. <laughs> Same. <laughs> not not super well, but um. Yes, I, they're I, really good. No, no, I, I give it a red hot crack. Um, but I was actually taught by um, an old friend. Let's just call him him. <laughs> That when you're making the pizzas, like you make the the base and then you like put it in the oven really, really hot and you cook the the base and then you add like the sauce, cheese and and then like the toppings on top of that. And And then put it back in. Yeah. And then you cook it. Okay. Well, I think your friend is wrong. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) Look, Especially when you buy your bases (laughs) (laughs) pre-made. How interesting. I've never heard of this before. We digress though. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you for that win. Love it when someone brings a win to the table. Yes, claps all around. Um, let's talk high school. What were you like in school? <clears throat> well, um, I actually spoke about my mum like that. I told her I was doing this today and she was like, oh my God, are you going to tell them how naughty you were? <laughs> She's like, are you going to tell them that you were naughty young girl? I was like, <laughs> You're like thanks mum. Yes, mum, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Um, yeah, look, fairly normal high schooling life. Um, I will say that I was very privileged and I had like, you know, all the tools to, to succeed in, in high school. I went to a, a quite prestigious all girls school. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is. I don't really know the prestigiousness or how do you rate that? But anyway, um, seemed to me like it was, um, yeah, great teachers, a really good, group of friends um and obviously like a really solid family so everything that I sort of personally went through it was nothing to do with my environment just want to put that note out there but um yeah I'll essentially start from like a year 10 onwards um because that's when things really sort of I guess my struggles sort of began um but I would say that yeah I think there was a multitude of reasons as to why I was, why I struggled throughout high school. Um, I was dealing with ADD, I had uh, depression, I had an eating disorder, I I had, you know, like the pressures of, of social media because it had just become mm-hmm. like mm. a thing, you know, social, like Instagram and, and Facebook. So I think that was, that was a massive key thing in in my life that um that affected me but well, yeah I feel like high school is hard enough as is without a, any of that added yeah. stuff on top like yeah a hundred percent honestly like it was it was a good high school it was and and I, I just didn't really fit into the mix like I I don't think that probably high school was for me but like what other alternatives are there um I was drinking at a really young age so that like 14 like heavy binge drinking so that obviously was like a massive effect um look I slept a lot like I just slept through all my classes pretty much do you think that you weren't paying as much attention in class because like you yeah didn't fit in like the reason that you weren't putting in effort and stuff was just because they weren't dealing like they weren't finding ways to educate you that suited your needs yeah look I think that definitely but also I didn't 
I didn't want help mm-hmm. at that point. Like I can say that it was them not helping me to navigate how to learn and, and you know, absorb information and I'll talk about that later. But like essentially like I just don't think – I don't think that I – like I wanted to to fix myself at that time because I just had no idea. Mm-hmm. I was like this, I was like this fifteen year old young gal, super impressionable, dealing mm-hmm. with all these issues and had no no clue like why, like why what was going on. Yeah. Like I saw like therapists and counselors and all that sort of stuff, but like in a general sense, I just didn't really want help. Yeah. yeah, I was like stubborn. Yeah, like even through up until grade twelve, sort of like when I when I finished, like I didn't actually like I didn't really finish high school. Like I did, like I passed, like barely scraped through. Um, but like I didn't even do QCS. Like I mm. I don't know what my what is that thing that OP. yeah that I was like <laughs> last night trying to like work out what that <laughs> score was but like I didn't even but if you didn't use it I didn't, didn't even yeah. go for one like I went yeah. I did a rank okay so we spoke previously in an episode of blooming about the pressures of finishing school and trying to figure out what career path you want to go down can you tell us a bit about what high school was like for you like when it came to those big decisions as to what you wanted to do once you left school so yeah I think my school was you know it it was it had flaws in dealing with special people I'm doing quotation marks by the way (laughs) special people like me um but but in in a general sense like they did provide you with options to attend TAFE um they provided you with options to sort of, you know, find your way after school with a careers guidance counsellor. Well, was she the best person for the job? Probably not. Like, <laughs> did I get a lot out of those meetings? Definitely not. Um, so, yeah, I guess um, in terms of, like, the pressure, my main issue was that no one – I didn't feel like – even though there were options, a few, I, no one could really help me with like these external and internal issues that I was dealing with. Um, they just thought I was a kid that sort of didn't really care about learning um, and, and being educated, which was not the case. Like I really do love learning. I, I just – I like always wanted to be like that that gal with like the um, – pencil case full of highlighters who was like <laughs> highlighting notes and super like, organized i bet like, that was you too <laughs> <laughs> i bet it was i'm not was gonna it? comment yeah. <laughs> i will not confirm or deny at this point yeah, totally i so always wanted to be that chick did your school know um that you had like add and um all these other things happening they knew um a little bit just based on like my um demeanor demeanor yeah. yes and also like I may have wagged a couple of times, <laughs> detention. Um, wow, I'm not really selling myself. <laughs> Lucky I'm not job hunting. <laughs> I feel like lots of people relate, will like, yeah. relate to this though. I mean, yeah. yeah, anyway. So, yeah, I, I feel like they knew to a certain extent, but yeah. they didn't know the full depth of it because, once again, like I just didn't really feel like there was anyone I could really open up to and talk about these things to, nor did I feel like I was – in a position where I could. Yeah, so, like, you said that um, the school you went to didn't, like, really pressure you into going to uni, but you also, by making that choice, were kind of, like, a bit ignored. 
Is yeah, that right? Well, I definitely feel like I was ignored. And and um, I don't personally feel like the, the school necessarily were, were trying to pressure me, but it, like even if it wasn't a part of their agenda, it was. it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. In your final year, even like year 11 and onwards, you're like building up to this like end of year thing and it's like, well, what am I building up to? Mm. Nothing. Like yeah. all my friends go on to uni. All my siblings went to uni. Right. Um, like, I don't know. I just felt like even though I had decided I wasn't going to go, like it was still the pressure of just having even any sort of like, you know, any sort of achievement by the end of school. It was just so like overwhelming and like sad because I just mm. didn't feel like I was going into anything like yeah. every, everyone else so yeah I don't think the this my parents also never pressured me like they didn't ever push me to to do something I didn't want to do they were just like accept like I obviously felt like I was generally missing out everyone was going to uni um like the uni lifestyle obviously is like for me it was like super appealing like you know mm-hmm. I know you, Brit you work like multiple jobs during <laughs> uni and like I don't know about you Tessa but and I'm sure you a bit more crazy yeah I think <laughs> Tessa's would be the lifestyle you wanted at the time but like seriously I was like so I was just like so jealous like I was so jealous to the point that I used to go to UQ and sit in lectures oh my god did you yeah you with, had like with FOMO Mickey. yeah with, yeah. with my friend Michaela and like we I would just sit there and be like I can do it like I can I would take notes I'm like I don't know what these notes are for <laughs> but I can do it okay <laughs> and then I ended up like I ended up applying for uni yeah and I went for one lecture and I was like absolutely not no way I went to the lolly shop straight after and then I went and had some beers after that went to uni for that one lecture mm-hmm. and then you just were like dropped out or yeah I just pretty much um I literally dropped out because I just realized that I still hadn't worked out like the reason why I was not able to maintain like uh, retain knowledge or information like I went into the lecture I sat down I had all my notes I had my highlighters (laughs) you know like I was ready to take notes and stuff and like the lady was just speaking and I just can't actually hear anything she's saying it's all very just like one tone and then I'm unable to you know absorb that information and to me that was like a massive sign and like still it happens now but like it's obviously more maintainable now but like I just I couldn't concentrate it was two hours like come yeah. on I feel like, but I feel like that's a very similar experience to anyone who's yeah. in uni like they are they don't make it like no. enjoyable yeah. or and interactive well that's good to like, know that well, I'm no. not like no. a lone soldier in this absolutely and not they don't, struggled hard to get through lectures they don't incorporate right. different like learning Style, techniques tactics. or styles yeah, yeah right. like you just sit there in a lecture yeah that's and it. I'm not wow. a listener like I'm really bad at listening okay. I definitely fell asleep in lectures yeah. okay wow I, like, I feel like yeah. a little bit better about myself all right so you dropped out of that uni course do you want to tell us a bit about the career paths you tried after this and um how they led you to where you are today yeah so um I guess I started uh sort of straight out like after this uni attempt um I I went into an admin role and like nine to five um and it was yeah five days a week and I was 18 so which would be really full on yeah what a big jump yeah Yeah. well yeah because I mean I'm actually like a 
I was 18 in high school, so this is like first year out yeah. of high school. Um, and it was intense. I was like, what is this working life? And like, why am I putting in so many hours and just not getting much out of it? Yeah. Like, I was a filist. <laughs> I filed Look, there's files. nothing wrong with being a filist. I cannot. I just can't imagine you in that role, though. Like, it definitely oh, doesn't. I, I'm really lucky I, I've, like, made, like, friends with the typist. <laughs> <laughs> and so he would be typing and I'd be filing. And we'd, have, we'd just have, like, these great conversations. Um, but, yeah, no, it was, it was, like, a interesting and very eye-opening experience because it was, like, my first real job. So... You know what? I was I'm I'm glad I did it, but I was glad I got out. So yeah. mm-hmm. I then went on to work with my dad, and in during that period, like um, I also was working um, at a I think it was like a bar, or, yeah, like a burger place or something. So that was sort of my I had worked in hospitality before, but that was like a bit more of a serious sort of role within the hospo industry. Um, and yeah, I guess like during this period, I was traveling like a lot. Like I would come back home and I would work for maybe like six months and then I'd go again for like a month just or like two months. Or accumulate enough money to then go on another trip. I was literally just living like trip mm. to trip. How yeah. ideal. What yeah, a life. What a life. Yeah. Look, I'm, I am like really glad now, now considering the current situation, yeah. like mm. I... I was about to say like eyes, all our eyes just kind of glazed over because it's been so long <laughs> been since so we've travelled anywhere. Yeah. Oh. Um, so I got back from Cambodia or whatever and um, I actually, that's when I met Ben, you know, oh. I was uh, swapping through Tinder. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love right. a Tinder success <laughs> story. Yeah. Tinder meets LaRouge. Mm. Just like Match a, made in heaven. Absolutely. <laughs> just like a success story if you ever heard it. Um, yeah, so I met Ben and my life sort of just like changed a lot dramatically, like very dramatically after that. Like I just sort of got my eggs in line. Eggs in line. <laughs> Ducks in a row. <laughs> my, you put your eggs in his my, basket and got your yeah, ducks in the row. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I meant. That's what I was going to say. Um, yeah, no. So, yeah, I got my ducks in a row. And <laughs> got I, my du- <laughs> I got my ducks in his basket. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> that was the ugliest part. <laughs> you were like... <laughs> yeah, so I met him and um, I definitely sort of skewed my my course in terms of like my career choices and my lifestyle. I mean, that's that naturally happens when you meet a partner, but he's based in the fitness industry. So I obviously felt like I had some sort of expectation to get my shit together and stop drinking a bottle of wine at night. <laughs> hey, he helped so like some nights, so it's not all me. But um, yeah, eventually I moved out of hospitality and into the fitness industry, uh, specifically with Total Fusion, which was fantastic, um, especially for someone like me who was, you know, like felt quite lost and didn't really know what I like. And um, yeah, it, I feel like it's a really nice segue into sort of what I'm doing now. So a, like... It wasn't necessarily what I wanted to specifically be doing at that time, but it was like really good foundations for a nice workplace, a good work environment, good people, like good culture. And it would have definitely helped that you had someone close to you 
in the industry doing a similar role so that you know you kind of had that support and he could explain things to you yeah absolutely help you figure things out totally I mean look there was a lot of benefits to working is there's a lot of benefits working with your partner but there's also like a lot of yeah. a lot of challenges yeah. especially working with your partner's parents as well like <laughs> it's a family affair <laughs> it is truly like there are challenges so but everything i have overcome and, and maybe we have, that helped so. you keep pushing though because totally you felt that it definitely kept me more accountable yeah because i i wanted to make them proud I suppose in a sense and I wanted to do well for them it's not Um, something that you wanted to give up like he wasn't something you wanted to give up yeah exactly yeah I mean once you're in like you can't just like be like yo I quit like (laughs) like it means your boyfriend's family (laughs) so's mum and dad in law yeah (laughs) so did you struggle with the pressure of trying all these different jobs but not really feeling like you'd found the right path for you yeah so as a metaphor I guess I felt like my life was just me, you know, walking through a desert trying to find like water. And I just was, I just felt lost for a really, really long time. Um, Trying to find something to keep you going. Yeah. Like purpose, like Mm. any sort of like, you know. Driving factor. Exactly. I guess hospitality was one of my only options at that point well still kind of is like I don't I still don't have a degree so like I still feel like that a lot Mm. like a lot so where are you now in terms of career mental headspace lifestyle yeah so career wise currently um so I'm helping open up um this restaurant that that is below total fusion yeah so definitely feeling like I have an abundance of responsibility whilst also trying to navigate, you know, like, is this really my future? Like, is this really what I want? You know, you've always got those questions playing on your mind, but luckily I'm actually doing my um, yoga teacher training. So my 250 hours, um, which started at the beginning of the year. And yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the future holds, but if I if yoga is the path that I choose and so be it I do love yoga like a tremendous amount um and I do still love hospitality a lot I love the connection that you make with people but yeah who, who really knows um mentally I feel like I'm in a much better position than I have been like every year previous to now so I guess that's like no a, that's great. A great step like you know every year I feel like I'm making improvements, um, still go through super low days and, and, and just like obviously like constant like overthinking of situations and, and really struggle with certain things. But like at the end of the day, like I am aware, like I'm 100% aware of like what I'm like as a person. And I think awareness is like one of the main steps to sort of like improving, you know, um, mentally. And learning um, how to navigate that yeah Yeah. like it's yeah it's just like recognizing that yeah it's a thing you're dealing with absolutely and and also recognizing that it's not just like you don't just fix that and then you're done it's like it's like an ongoing consistent job you you have to keep like working on it otherwise you will just you will just like collapse under the weight of all these things that you're going through like anyone that's actually like cured themselves of it of any type of like depression or any of like, like anxiety or yeah like 
tell me how, like how you just cure yourself. Because for me, like it's still, it's just forever. Like there's never any end to it. Like, you know, it's, yeah. It's just a part of your life. Exactly. And you just got to learn to adapt. In terms of lifestyle, compared to like what I was sort of living like high school, even after high school, five years ago, like the, the, the changes are dramatic. So they're just not even comparable. Um, it's just crazy the amount of like... I, I personally think improvement in, in all aspects, like in all, all sort of areas that I was sort of dealing with. I won't delve too much into them, those specific areas, but in a general sense, like massive improvements, even just today, like coming to this podcast, like, and writing notes, like that's a massive step for me. Like I have like all pages and notes. Yeah. And I felt so like, privileged that we got to be I just couldn't believe it. Like I was going home and I was like typing out the notes. I was doing homework. Like Aww. I was essentially doing homework and I just couldn't believe that I could do that. And for the last two days when I've been doing this, I've been like, wow, like this is this is an amazing feat. Like Aww. I'm just like I'm imagining Sarah get my message saying like, here's some questions. And she's like, oh, homework. Yeah. <laughs> homework. <laughs> But it. And you enjoyed it, which is no, good. No, I did. Yeah. And, and it was also very reflective. Like it was it was really nice. I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, but, yeah, to, to really narrow it down, like the, the key things that I sort of feel like have specifically improved like my like ADD or like depression or, or any sort of anxiety or other things um, is probably just like my diet, like giving my food like my body like nutritious mm. like food that actually like feeds my brain mm. and and also like being hydrated all the time like for so long drink. Brit can't relate <laughs> drink water for like literally like so long in high school I'd drink like one one cup like one cup a day oh, is that you a little bit oh! <laughs> JJ I'm goes just... to me I've had a coffee there's water in that and I'm like no, it doesn't that's, count. Yeah, that's what doesn't my, count. my mom was like, I had nine teas. I'm like, oh, okay, mom, but the tea has got like caffeine in it and caffeine is like a dehydrating agent. Or yeah. yeah, so like, no, you didn't have nine litres of water. <laughs> I'm just over here doing shots of water. Yeah. <laughs> Peer pressure. Shot, shot, shot. Yeah, so no, definitely like water, food, Um, so trivial but like so important in comparison mm. to what I was like doing previously. I was like, there's like minimal, like terrible diet, lack of water, no sleep, like no. I used to stay up to like when I was in high school, I used to stay up to like 3 a.m. every night. Like every, every night just reading, reading books to like distract myself or watching m- movies. I'd watch like whole – like I still do this sometimes. But <laughs> uh, watching like a whole series, like Bridgerton, for mm. example. Oh I watched gosh. a whole series in one day. Like Wow, you are like the binge queen. No, seriously. My issue is that I need a lot of sleep. So like when most people would be like watching TV or like yeah. reading a book, I'm like pretty sleep. I went to bed last night at like 7 p.m. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. And slept through yeah, that's, that's- <laughs> totally fair that's what my next point was like getting a really solid amount of sleep mm. like that helped me a lot like seven to eight hours and like I I actually have like a, a fitness track like a, a ring that tracks my sleep so it helps me when I can see my actual statistics and yeah. see where I need to improve like that with, doesn't stress you out like oh my gosh I've only had I, this many hours of sleep I generally get pretty good sleep so okay. like I'm actually a very good sleeper um so I get when pretty... you actually go to sleep exactly yeah <laughs> when I don't go to bed at like 4 a.m <laughs> which never happens <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, no, sleepers was one of my main things. And just exercise. Yeah, exercise and like doing things for yourself, like doing or doing things for myself. Mm. Like obviously yoga, yoga and like mindfulness kind of play into the same thing. So I guess other people would need to do both um, like forms of exercise. But yeah, I don't like cardio. Like that ain't my thing. So mm. yoga is my exercise. That, okay. Yeah. yeah. So you just touched on yoga again. What inspired you to start the course to become a yoga instructor? Uh my own personal journey is probably my biggest inspiration. So it's not necessarily like seeing someone else do it or like, you know, there are factors like my partner's mum, she is like an amazing yogi. Like she is like, she's like guru. Like she's, <laughs> she's, she's incredible. So I suppose seeing her and like just how much joy and benefits it brings her, that that's obviously inspiring. But on a whole, like it's my own want to complete something like yeah. this will be my first course <laughs> like I'm so excited I think like. that's awesome that you are so excited about it though yeah, yeah. it's like you've finally found something that you're passionate yeah. about and so doing yeah. it is not hard work yeah exactly and like doing the yoga homework like I sat down on the weekend and I I sat there for like an hour and a half and I did my yoga homework before I went to the six hour new moon ritual. <laughs> <laughs> but like I did it. Like I yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. So that's yeah, like the my dream own personal though, right? Um, to be yeah. in a career where you're passionate about it every day and you can't yeah. wait to go to work. I yeah. yeah. That is what I would love. I think it also it's incredible to like be inspired by yourself. Like that's yeah. awesome. I wish I could say that about myself. <laughs> Like, uh, like, honestly, I've had, okay, this is, the yoga thing is like another, is, is separate to this um, ritual that I did the other night, but, and we'll just touch on it real quick, <laughs> but essentially I did like this six hour new moon ritual. Um, we drank cacao, we danced for a full hour, we partnered up, we danced for the partner. What oh kind of gosh. dancing? Ecstatic, obviously. <laughs> just freestyle? Yes. So it's like whatever you're just feeling. Let your there was a lot move. of howling, like a lot of screeching. Ooh. Yeah, like very kind loud. kind of sounds really cathartic. Cathartic, is that the word? Yeah, I think so. Well, I don't know what that means. Like it's really like... <laughs> what um, does it mean? <laughs> Hey Siri, define cathartic. <laughs> um, oh no, serious. Actually, no. Um, I think it's like like a release. Like it seems. Yeah, like, yeah. no, that's a perfect word to explain yeah. it. So yeah, we danced for. We did a water cleansing. Um, you know, we all gave like we had to set an intention because in new moons you very not good time to set an intention just for future references. Um, I have found in the last couple of days like I've had a lot of profound thoughts and like I felt like I was it literally like lifted something and unblocked something from me and yeah the inspired being inspired by myself is this like that's I didn't really know that until you gave me this question and I answered it I didn't even know that that was mm. the why I was doing it like mm. that's why I was just like you know writing these answers down I was like wow like this is actually why I've gone on this, chosen to go on this journey and this is why I'm I'm in this spot now. So, yeah. So we digressed a bit from yoga, so I want to take it back to yoga. Um, so what do you personally get out of yoga? So there are essentially like quite a few different branches of actual types of yoga. Um, you know, personally, I do hot yoga because I love training in the heat. It's very good for you, you know, detoxifies your body, sweats out all that um, 
you know, that weekend goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so good after a hot yoga class. Like you come out and you're just like, mm. damn, like that is like a really decent workout, very strength-based. You know, you're holding poses and you're just dripping with this sweat and like that doesn't sound appealing to a lot of people I know but like it is so good for you like yeah. it's so good for your mind it's so good for your body like there's just so many benefits um and then there's like th- like types of yoga like yin which is like long slow long holding poses like different benefits but still sort of I guess the the thing about yoga is that you're you're trying to achieve alignment and you're trying to you're trying to like unify your body whether that's through like breathing or or literal body alignment it's i guess that i think that regardless of the type of yoga like there's always some benefits that you're going to be receiving whether it's like yeah yin hot power restorative like a total flow like there's there's a multitude of benefits. So with all that being said, it sounds like yeah, you get a lot out of yoga. Do you think that like other aspects and areas of your life is improved by those things? Yeah, of course. I think uh, apart from the physical benefits, the, the actual mental benefits have been like m- predominant like in, in, in my changes and like my growth as a person. Um, obviously like, you know, dealing – having to deal with like a brain that's just works at a thousand miles an hour every day, all day is like exhausting. Like Mm. I'm just, I'm just mentally exhausted all the time because I just, I'm thinking like, there's never really like, even right now I'm thinking about other things. Like, Mm. um, so I guess using yoga, I'm able to, to become present within the moment. And, and it gives me a route to like sort of engage and just, focus on that one thing like just holding a pose for me is like I'm focusing on that I'm looking at my alignment because I, I always go in front of I always go in front of the mirror so I can see like my angles and I like to be very like you know I like to just really focus on what I'm doing and it's probably just the first sort of type of of exercise I've been able to to get that sort of thing out of um like let go of what's going on in your exactly head. yeah yeah just let go of the surrounding situations like you could have a terrible day at work and you could come in and like even mm. though you might not want to be in there initially like once you're there once you're doing it it's like you just feel you just really it just takes you to another place you mm-hmm. know um but yeah ov- obviously physically it, it's it's improved my life i mean i I, I wasn't exercising for a really long time. So just being able to sweat, you know, and, and yeah, I just think for me personally to, to make a really dramatic difference in, in my life, like obviously I needed to, to start doing things like, like yoga where you are practicing, you know, mindfulness with, within that. But also there's just fr- from that, from that stems so many different other things like, you can't have like one you can't do one good thing for your body and then not do another mm-hmm. so say like you know you have a bender for like a full weekend which like I, I've done like <laughs> I'm not gonna lie I'm not a perfect person but I, you can't then just do like one yoga class or like one meditation on a Monday and be like yeah I'm good for the week you ha- it like we were talking about before it's consistent you have to you have to 
show that throughout your week and like apply it to all aspects of your life and I feel like it's almost showed me like a sense of discipline so I guess yeah and I guess like a bit of purpose like working yeah. towards something which yeah. you didn't really have previously yeah in your younger yeah years. lack of purpose equals lack of anything seriously mm. in my for me personally I don't know if anyone else is like that but like having no no purpose is is really a struggle so this d- definitely not just because I'm doing my yoga teacher training but just because I I genuinely love doing it um I want to go back and I can't I can't continue to do yoga unless like I am feeling good or like I'm drinking enough water because therefore I'm dehydrated or I'm not fueling my body with the right food foods because then I'm not strong you know like there's so many different aspects that I need to to continue to to hit in my life like sleep and just everything really and I guess even though I'm doing it for yoga that's also what it's doing for me Okay, so moving on, Sarah, I've been to your house and it's pretty obvious that you're nailing the plant mum game. A few of our listeners have requested that we get someone in to explain how TF to keep their indoor plants alive. I feel like it's pretty common for people to invest time and money in indoor plants in their 20s. Some people may be using it as a practice um, to look after something before they commit to a pet or deciding to have children later in life. So you yourself, Sarah, you have a two-year-old cavoodle named Charlie. In your opinion, do you think that looking after pets or plants is harder? Honestly, pets are definitely harder. Um, Lol, no just, surprises there. <laughs> just because, like, you know, they're expensive, A, eh? and, like, you know, not saying that a plant's not a living thing, but they are literally, like, <laughs> an animal. So you obviously feel a, a, a much more of a responsibility. And um, you know, I also have nine chickens. Britt, you forgot to mention nine, the nine chickens and, oh, a, yes. and a fish. Quavius. <laughs> Um, how can i forget yeah so yeah plants definitely are still you know need constant attention like animals do um they need to be fed like you know once or twice a week they need pruning they need like a reasonable amount of work as is involved in having plants so even though you know animals are more of a responsibility plants you you can't necessarily just go on a holiday and leave your plants like (laughs) i have a bible for whoever looks after my place do you yeah absolutely because like if they don't look after them correctly then my plant will die and like i've put a lot of effort into into my qualm with the pets versus plants question is that animals tell you when they're hungry or when they're like sick because it's like pretty obvious I feel like they're either like begging you to be fed or they I mean visually maybe plants do the same yeah but like tell me like they can't tell me they can't talk to me and say hey I'm thirsty I was gonna say yeah it do when you say food do you mean water or is there some food I'm not okay (laughs) I was like is there some food water and sunlight water and sunlight is the food and like love you know talk to your plants what? <laughs> yeah. actually, so I've actually heard like a, classical a study. Music. Yeah, there, no, there's a study done that like they set up two plants in a high school and they got a 
the students to walk as they walk past the plants every day one of the plants they said very loving things like you're beautiful today <laughs> and the other plant they said you're disgusting <laughs> and the, oh, the other one died you're joking That's so it sad. died yeah yep so it actually does affect the plants it's oh my god so be nice to your plants so i need to like uh, tell my plants they're looking yeah good. you need to tell them girl you are looking fine <laughs> you burn <laughs> <laughs> Have you grown? <laughs> no. <laughs> Tessa's plants, no. <laughs> well, yes, like thanks to Brit, I, <laughs> I'm a new plant mum. Yeah. It's not my first plant mum experience, but I've only ever been given plants as gifts, which I think says a lot about <laughs> me. So what are some of your tips and tricks to keeping your plants alive and thriving? Um, Other than speaking nice words yeah. to them. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I just want to answer. Go back quickly to your 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 qualm about oh, okay. plants not telling okay. you. They definitely do. Like, if you can read the signs, they you you know when your plant is thirsty. It That's will what be, I said visually. It will droop. You know, it will droop. And then if, like, just for example, if this is this can occur for a couple of different reasons. But if they have are like being overwatered, you're like giving them too much water. They their leaves will go yellow. So, like, that generally means that they have, like, they're either getting root rot or, like, you know, you're just pumping them too much. So. And then you'll notice that the soil's really dry. Don't yes, act well, like an expert. <laughs> you know nothing. This chick. Look at me go. <laughs> Off mic was saying how her plants haven't grown in years. Anyway. Except it's in my blood. I've got botanists in the family. Uh, I've got a, bo- oh, I've got a botanist amongst us guys. <laughs> Um, La-dee-da. Yeah. No, but what, like, okay, and I feel like a lot of people in their 20s would feel the same. You do these things and then the plant dies, but it didn't show you that it was, like, no leaves were yellow and some of my plants have just died. Like, no leaves were yellow. It wasn't droopy. It just started, Mm. like, shriveling. And I was like, but why? Tell me. Proof or it didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just showed you proof off off mic that mine are growing, but they're not dying either. So there's something wrong. Yeah, well, I think yours is not getting enough sun. I've already said that. So, Mm. and I reckon Mm. if you move move your plants. Don't get a plant expert on here and then. And not listen to her. No, you're right. Guys, I will. Guys. I will. I'm, I'm definitely not an expert. I do have like, you know, 60 plus plants, but I'm just like an obsessed person with plants. Like I yeah. always wanted to like live in like, as a young girl growing up, I wanted to like live in like a tree house. Yeah. When I walk into Sarah's house, I feel like oh, I'm in the jungle. Yeah. It just what really, <laughs> kidding. it's, it's but, super, it's super fun. But also sometimes I look around, I'm like, shit i got a lot of plants like this is getting over the top but then i'm like no 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 let's add some more <laughs> yeah um in terms of uh tips and tricks i my my number one would probably be um to start with like one or two plants you know just just start initially and perhaps get like a bigger sort of plant. So, for example, Devil's Ivy, which Tessie, you have showed me that you have one of these. Um, they're available at Bunnings, like any any plant <laughs> shop, really. It sounded like you're about to go into like a Bunnings ad. <laughs> you can get them in aisle nine. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by Bunnings. Lowest price at just the beginning. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, the sausages there. <laughs> <laughs> the sausage sizzles really get me going. Okay. But how, um, do they, how do they get the plants going? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, my, I honestly think starting with like a, quite a large, like, yeah, like a devil's ivy or something. I which, didn't even know that was a large plant. 
chocolate. Well, no, no, no. You can you. That's not like oh, your okay. one is not large, but you can get like ones that are like this big, right? I'm, I'm, guys. Just when you say get a large one, do you mean one that's already grown a bit? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, so like so an established, not... quite an established yeah. plant. Okay. Um, right. And like about you can get ones that are like from knee height or. Or um, like you know even even higher, but they generally have like a bamboo stand within the middle of them, or like a like a wrap around yeah. stand that they can t- curl around. So basically, like adopt a child, don't get a baby. Yeah, I I would say that that's if you want to have a a lot of plants, or you want to have like quite a collection, then start with one, and this is the most inexpensive way as well. Start with one, and then utilize that one plant like you've done to make more clippings right that's what i've done but it's failing no it's not failing because they're still alive so (laughs) technically technically it's not failing so you know i've got this one plant that i got four years ago and it's this same this what i'm currently talking about and i've gotten like over 40 cuttings from it like i've made over 40 plants from this from this one plant like it's amazing um this is going into segueing into my second tip is utilize like water like this is like the easiest way to like have a low maintenance like jungle at your house like i just use old pasta like pasta bottles like posada or whatever Mm. so like once i make a spag bowl which is like every week (laughs) um i will just use that and i will just repurpose that so i just have all these like glass bottles either alcoholic like spirits or or um i don't like using wine because you can't see the roots and it's important for me to see the roots (laughs) they all no (laughs) you've got a champagne (laughs) i have wine ones too but i also have gins which was in the back of my instagram story once and someone thought the plant was a straw no like (laughs) rough day i was like it's a plant (laughs) leave me alone (laughs) the judgment um yeah so you know putting plants in water just tap water is fine can you grow any plant in water well oh like i don't know i think you can i personally can i've been able to grow every like everything i've tried in water peace lilies like some sort of some types of succulents like you try you've got like palms in water yeah like fiddly figs like everything like i have Mm. been able to it's, it's amazing and like you don't all you have to do is top the water up you don't have to you know, give it ex- like worry about exercise. Over- no, yeah. I was gonna say extra water, but like worrying about like overwatering or underwatering. You just keep topping it up so that it's always like the bottle is always full, and then you just make sure that like if the if like a bit of the plant is like dying, like on the internal, like you just remove that because that becomes then poison to the water. But I mean, that doesn't really happen very often. You just have to obviously be like you know watching and an observant plant mum um mm. and then the other one is just just don't don't pick plants that are difficult like don't pick plants that need unless you are willing to put a lot of effort into it don't pick like a peace lily that needs to be watered like two or three times a week because it's just so droopy all the time like they're oh, sooky that's this, where i'm going wrong they're <laughs> sooky plants like you know just pick and it's a like plant this, version of me sooky plant <laughs> yeah. There's so many ones that are just like so easy that I need like watering like once a week. Well, that kind of leads on to what we were going to ask you next. So for any of our listeners who are struggling, can you recommend some indoor plant varieties that are low maintenance and like foolproof? Yeah, of course. Um, So as I mentioned, like Devil's Ivy is a great one because it looks awesome. Like that's pretty much like all through my house. Like I've got like 
seriously mm. it's like i've tried to like utilize it to frame all my doors so that when you're walking in you're like walking through this like gosh mine is mm. like not in its best potential yeah <laughs> you know like it'll get there she's just hanging <laughs> no it seriously it just you need a little bit more sun but anyway um monsteras are really good they're super hardy um they're also like all these are available at like any plant shop like bunnings bunnings yeah <laughs> um you know a rubber plant super hardy rubber plant like yeah. a fake plant no 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 the, the type of, the type <laughs> get of plant, a fake one they're really hardy the type of plant is just like it's called i don't know what the actual technical term is i mean i'm also gonna say philly fig like people think that they're really difficult they're actually not you no. just all you got to do is just leave it alone. You water it like once a week and you leave it alone. You just don't move it around. Yeah, and didn't it will you just say don't move fly. it? Because yeah. if they... They don't like being touched. Like yeah. They're so like, don't touch me. Like, mm. like fair enough. They drop you know. their leaves if you touch them or whatever. Yeah. And a sassy plant. Mm. They are a sassy plant. Like there are lots of sassy plants. But I just think like don't go just start with like a couple and then just go from there. Like don't over overdo it because yeah it's 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 quite a bit of work like depending on how much you have like mine takes me probably like a solid hour and an hour per week i'm gonna roughly say of just plant things like just like purely so topping up water, topping up water pruning. taking pruning okay taking wait this out. pruning thing when do you have to prune how do you know when to prune um like obviously if you see dead leaves or like dead parts of like that's still taking energy can from I, your plant. I know the answer to this. Can yeah, I say? So if um, it's stop a- trying to be the professional here. <laughs> the I'm not a professional. <laughs> <laughs> so because if a, if a leaf is dead or a like stem or whatever is mm. dead, then it's still sending the photosynthesized energy to that. Okay. Yeah. But it's not going to recover. It's not going to yeah, come back exactly. once it's dead, it's dead. So if exactly. you take it off, more energy goes to the rest of the plant. Exactly. Well Nailed done, Britt. A plus plus. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just be mindful, be observant of like where you're positioning your plants. Like, you know, some some can't have too much sunlight, some like a lot of sunlight. Um, in terms of like, you know, the the key factors I've always sort of like tried to st- stick with when plant planting and plant, you know, plant mumming <laughs> um, is the darker the leaf, like the less sun it needs. Oh. oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> bring back the yeah. bring back the Toy Story meme. Okay, so the one you got me, little bud, our bloom pant. That one's got real dark leaves. It's got like no, dark purple ones. Oh, oh gosh! No, it's an arrowhead. So, oh, oh, okay, yeah, and okay, yeah. It's no, no but, but that, yeah. So what do I do with it? No, no, no. That's fine. Filtered sunlight's fine. Filtered sunlight's fine. Did you that. say the darker the leaf, the more? Sun. No, the less, less it sun. needs. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Now I want to see a photo of this uh, one. Yep, yeah, show you um, We actually posted it last week. If you were a loyal follower of Blooming, you would have seen it. You would it. have seen it. I've been trying to get off Instagram. Leave <laughs> me alone. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That shit, that that can that can go in water. You yeah. can take well, it. Well, I'm going to take it out of it. Oh, I'll take it. But that, that's take fine. This water out of water. If, you, if you expose it to more sunlight, it will. F- the pink will fade. I know. Like so just pink. leave it. Leave it like in a. Mine is inside on the desk in our in our office, and it's fine. It, how much sunlight is it getting? It gets a window of sunlight, and there's so many new leaves. I don't know about this chick. <laughs> As I said, not a professional. I'm Fake just, news. I'm just just telling you. Like I've had multiple of those plants, and yeah. pretty much all of mine are like 
the pink is fading and I, I just think it's because of sunlight. Mm. But that's also not a very dark leaf. I'm talking oh, like okay. I'm talking like like a fiddle leaf dark or... green. Yeah, like I don't there's nothing in here that's like that <laughs> color green, but like a darker green. Okay. Um Needs so yeah. Sunless. Yeah, like a fiddle they would they get sunburn. They they burn. Like they literally oh. plants get sunburnt and it and it's pretty much just Someone like brown needs to make burn. Plant sunscreen. Um, that would probably kill them. Yeah, because then they can't absorb <laughs> well, the sunlight. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. That's why you spray the leaves. Here's another random question. Fertilizer. What the hell's with that? Do you have to fertilize? <laughs> what, what the hell with that? <laughs> no. Okay, like I don't fertilize. Or, like, what's no. the other one? No. Sea salt? Sea salt. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Wait, is that? <laughs> sea salt. Oh, sorry. I don't know why I say that so weird. Oh, my God. You're like Lilu and Stitch. <laughs> and he, like, repeats stitched. things <laughs> in a funny voice. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I don't fertilize just because, like, I don't got time for that. Like, okay. my plants do fine as they are. I think that um, if I did fertilize, like, like they probably would, you know, do a little bit better. But I actually genuinely believe the best fertilizer is rainwater. Yeah, 100%. I've heard that. So when it rains, like, guys – Rain, it's raining in Brizzy at the moment, so well, not right now, but, like, <laughs> but this it's week, like it's been raining. So put your plants out because plants get minerals from rain that they just can't get from tap. So they water. can't get over um, watered. Yeah. What about when the water no, when no. the bottle starts overflowing? No, okay, like say say. Gosh, we sound so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, because rain is not like a. This is a hard question because I I don't actually know specifically the answer. This is just my my what opinion. You found, yeah. yeah, is that when I put them out in the rain, like you know, you're not getting like a whole bucket of water poured onto them. You're getting unless it's like, like sprinkles. Yeah, you're getting it's sprinkles. Nature. It's nature, and <laughs> this is also a good segue into like when you have a dying plant, let nature have it. See how it goes. Like seriously, like put it outside. just let nature take its course. If it dies, Wait, like plant it outside. No, just, just leave the outside. pot outside and like not in direct sunlight. If it's no, an plant, yeah. but outside. But just outside, mm-hmm. like in a shady spot that gets some sun, some shade, and just like let nature take its course. Like you know, like if it's gonna live, it's gonna live. But <laughs> unless you want to spend survival of the plants oh, i just like, don't have time to be like yeah. i've had quite a few plants die on me but like i've got had way way more live mm. um and i just sort of always found like if it's gonna if it's gonna die like i i'm wasn't sorry i try no i do try and like sometimes i'll repot them or but at the end of the day like i mean how much time are you willing to spend on like one 12 dollar plant like i do i want it to survive yeah. and that's why i just let nature have it so it can just try and flourish on its own um, and but sometimes yeah, that brings it back. Yeah, because it's just out there, you know. Indoor is weird for a plant. Yeah. Well, yes, we will give you all Sarah's Instagram, actually, so you can DM her your plant issues and yeah, maybe she can give some advice. Don't send them to Blooming because we can't help. No, we are no help. <laughs> um, so it's at Sarah.coming. But thank you so much, Sarah, for talking to us and opening up today. Your journey has definitely been one that I relate to personally, and I'm sure many of our buds will feel the same. As someone who is inexperienced in the practice of yoga, your insights and tips and what you get out of it has been super interesting, and you've convinced me to be more proactive with my mindfulness in the future. Thanks, guys. Cheers. And finally, let's talk Adulting 101, our weekly resource or recommendation that we've found helpful in navigating our 20s. Tessa, what do you have for me? 
So this week I'm recommending a product that every 20-something should have in their lives, in my opinion, and that is a silk pillowcase. You have one, don't you? Mm, I yeah. love a silk pillowcase. So seriously, if you're not sleeping on a silk pillowcase, I would recommend you switch ASAP unless you want to age way quicker. Um, silk <laughs> Just scare all the listeners. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, but yeah, so silk pillowcases have a range of benefits, but I like mostly like that they absorb significantly less of your skin products compared to like your regular cotton pillowcases that you can usually get elsewhere. So like I don't feel like I'm wasting all my Spenia's skincare on my pillow. Mm. Um, plus, yeah, like I mentioned, way better for anti-aging because they have less friction and less creasing. So you won't be damaging your skin with pulling or tugging or this is really gross, but like your cotton pillowcase is literally ironing creases into your face over time. So like terrifying. (laughs) So it doesn't do that, which is great. And also like has done wonders for my hair. So my hair is super fine and can tangle really easily. It's like, cotton pillowcases sometimes it looks like I've teased my hair yeah well that's what I was gonna say that's why I started using a silk pillowcase because my hair is really fuzzy and just get I get the worst bed hair but with a silk pillowcase it kind of keeps it a bit more intact yeah because like the minimal friction means like your hair just like slips and slides all over it instead of just matting (laughs) um but yeah they can be a little bit on the expensive side but definitely worth it in my opinion like it's an investment for sure and so my one is from Slip I also recommend their silk scrunchies, by the way, love those. But there are definitely more affordable options on the market. Like I think GoTo in particular Mm -hmm. has a way more affordable option. Um, Just be careful when washing these as they can lose their amazing properties if you aren't gentle. So I just like hand wash mine in tepid water once a week with gentle, delicate detergent and then let it air dry. I definitely wash mine in the washing machine in a delicates bag. Is that okay? Well, look, I think like for really high quality silk, that's fine. Mm. But um, for ones that you need to be more careful Well, yeah, it's just like not recommended. So like over time that can like cause like the silk to go like that fuzzy kind of thing, I think is what happens to it. Um, And like it becomes less of a sheen. And so then the friction increases again. So I think like they recommend a pH neutral um detergent and uh, yeah like not hot water like cold or my god you're all over it the first time I washed my first silk pillowcase I put it in (laughs) in the washing machine with like because it was a whites load um with some clothes that have fake tan on them and the fake tan went all over the new silk pillowcase in like um, like pilling kind of <gasps> so yeah don't do that don't wash it with clothes that have fake tan on it word to the wise <laughs> well yeah like I think some of them you can like they say they can be machine washed mm-hmm. but I just like don't want to risk it like they're expensive enough as is yeah like, fair just enough. do everything you can to make it last for as long as you can you know mm. anyway that's me done what do you have this week I'm recommending an episode of The Quickie. Um, it's a podcast by Mama Mia Oz called A Letter to My Vagina. So this episode was released in the lead up to Valentine's Day, explaining that there is a lot of pressure to focus on pleasing someone else, but we should reclaim this special day by writing a love letter to our vaginas. Did you write a love letter to your vagina? <laughs> <laughs> it's like not exactly like that. So, okay. 
There's a lot that we don't know about our vaginas. For example, I learned that there's an A spot as well as a G spot. Um, the pH of our vaginas is similar to that of wine and vaginas actually produce squalene, a product that's in tons of skincare products at the moment. Interesting. Um, which is should be clickbait enough for you all. Um, but there's also a lot that we should know and this episode delves into just that. It explains the chemical and physical makeup of our vaginas and vulvas um, and how this area of our bodies functions and changes throughout each life stage. So did you know that in our 20s, that's when our vulvas are the lightest color and thinnest and our pelvic pelvic floors are in their prime? Well, mine Me is my you, over- <laughs> mine is you, Dessa. Me with my overactive <laughs> pelvic So floor. basically our 20s are the best years for our downstairs. No, but really I liked this episode because I think talking about genitalia shouldn't be taboo. I don't know about you, but I was never really sat down and taught about the biological makeup and functions of genitalia. Like my mother explained to me a little of the reproductive side, but she's also not an expert in the field. And like I know they cover sex education in school, but I feel like those lessons focused more on practicing safe sex. Yeah, look, I went to a really religious high school and primary school. And so we like, they never deep dived into it, that's for sure. it wasn't talked about. I think there's definitely a lot of 20-somethings out there who would be lacking knowledge on how to look after their downstairs and what things to keep an eye out for that might suggest something isn't right. I'm definitely still learning things about my vagina and vulva. And I think it's great that resources like these are out there to help us understand and take control of our bodies. And I'd also just like to say quickly that the Quickie in general is a great resource because it covers such a wide variety of topics and they're only 20 minute episodes. So very short and sharp. Thank you for listening to another In Bloom episode of Blooming. If you're enjoying our little podcast, baby, and in particular our In Bloom chats, please let us know by hitting the subscribe button in Apple Podcasts or follow on Spotify. And if you really love us, please leave us a rating or review. We are so grateful for the feedback and it helps us to keep building our Blooming community. As always, come find us on Instagram at blooming.podcast and remember to DM us. We would love to hear your thoughts on this episode, what topics you'd like us to talk about in the future and post a story of you listening how you're listening to blooming we'd love to see unless you're driving no, and hungover. unless you're driving and hungover well, well hungover no. is fine <laughs> unless you're driving helping you through that hungover state then that's great <laughs> <laughs> and also if you know of anyone with an amazing story from their 20s or someone in their 20s doing amazing things please send them our way and of course tune into our insta on mondays for our weekly polls Chat next week, buds. Bye. I still I fucking love cheese. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I live for cheese. I love cheese. <laughs> Sorry. Plants, 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 plants. To find that watering hole and like <laughs> it was <laughs> fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah. All right. Watering hole. <laughs> All right, one more time, one more time. And I won't say watering hole, okay? And don't laugh. It's just trying to be deep and meaningful. I'm just imagining like a little warthog with Sarah's face. (laughs) A warthog classic. (laughs)